We are rolling. And guess what, everybody? This is the Monday Mass with Chris Cote and Todd Richards. Hey, I'm Chris. Extremely hey, hot. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I'll be honest with you. I'm doing okay. Okay, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. But before we do, I'd like to let everyone know that we have a new format today. A what? We have a new format today. What's the new format? New mean? format is, is that on the live that I'm... What the... F- it's already... We're not even a minute in and you still don't know how to turn your ringer off. <laughs> new format is this. I'm going to be... We're going we're gonna to try this Twitch style. I'm going to be taking questions from my live on Instagram. Do you hear that, everybody? Whoa, dude. Do you hear that? So you're just going to like butt in and this, interrupt whatever yeah, we're talking about when this, somebody asks you a question. This, this plane is definitely crashing. Well, this is the Monday Mass with Chris Cote and Todd Richards, June 26, 2023. And uh, Todd, we, we've got some sponsors. Machu Picchu is one of them. All right now I'm having the Zero Sugar Yerba Mate. What's it say? Ocean Citrus. Do you get cracked out on Yerba Mate? Mm. Uh, not like shaky. I'm, I'm a little shaky for other reasons. I get, um, when I drink Yerba Mate, I, uh, it's like the power of Grayskull. You feel good? Yeah, I could drill through solid rock with my face. Nice. Okay. Well, that's a great uh, lead into our uh, ad block, which the people have voted and it's still dead even. So they're liking both of our ad blocks. Hanson Surfboards, at Hanson Surfboards. It's summertime. The sun is out. It's really kicking here in Southern California. And if you want to get involved with the Southern California vibe, go to Hanson Surfboards on the internet or in person and all your needs will be fulfilled. Also, Rationale at Rationale Brewing. This is the world's best non-alcoholic craft brew, Todd. Craft beers, you can drink as many of them as you want and you don't get stupid and make bad decisions like I used to. Well, you all your it. decisions You can do that completely sober. Um, beneath Apparel, right? At BN3TH Apparel. That's right. A lot of people were wondering if you really actually put silica packs in the uh, front pocket of your beneath. You don't need to, right? That's you don't, why you don't need to. Some people choose to. Does it burn? The silica? Yeah. Yeah. I'm saving all my silica packs. Save your silica. There's other uses for those small silica packs, and those small silica packs can be used to defog your goggles. Uh, if you have a camera lens that you're out there and you want to shoot photos, but it's like... For, you know, oh. moist, moist. Well, that's the that's the reason why we love the the front pocket and our beneath apparel is because it takes care of all of that for us. At Bub's Naturals, we're talking collagen and MCT like oil. Clo- we're sitting like psycho close together. Well, I'm sitting this where I always. This would never have flown in 2020. I'm sitting where I always see, sit, and you're the one that keeps coming over towards me. Well, I got to look. I've, I'm not. You're coming at me, bro. I'm not landscape mode. Oh, your your vertical mode. Vert. So if you're watching out there on YouTube, um, there, there's also a live stream right there behind those Machu Picchu. My, the live stream that I have is far more popular. I think there's like it's 20, far more. It's far more populated. Like Twenty two people watching. Uh, Bub's Naturals. It's great. I've been taking it with me on my month long work bender. Look, Rip Zinger, famous what Japanese photographer, says he put silica packs in his in his camera bag. That's that's See, better than I'm putting not, it in your front pouch. Pa- I'm front not just pouch. blowing smoke up your pouch. No, I believe you. Rip Zinger is also uh, one of the most fun people to surf with in the world. Um, Bachan's Japanese barbecue sauce. Love it. New. What? Tell us about the new okay. flavor. 
Do you, you ever have a miso, like smoked miso cod at like a Japanese restaurant? Like um, a, with a miso, like a miso glaze? I've had miso glazes before, yeah. Well, that's yeah. what it is. It's a, it's a miso, it's a miso sauce. It's very delicious. You can put it on anything. What have you put it on so far? I don't have it yet. When do we get it? Soon. Let's do a tasting on the podcast. I'll bring in some food and we'll put it on it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Let's go. It'll be, remember that there was a guy who was going to come make us sushi. I'm going to move this back this way. Panic and Coffee and Tea at Panic and Coffee and Tea. Wait, there was someone that's going to come on here and make us sushi? Yeah, I just got to remember um, I feel like how that's going to work. I feel like you're lying. I think I wonder if people would actually like oh, wait, seeing and Rip, that. Rip says he'll cook. He'll cook for us. And Rip is actually an amazing chef, and we don't have he the, makes the best nut butter. We don't have. I beg your pardon. Nut butter. I usually use the silica packs to get rid of nut butter. New greens at New Greens. New greens is how uh, how we how we try our best to stay healthy. Right. That's right. You pour, you pour it in water. You shake it up. You drink it. Outlive your friends, bro. You know what? Does New Greens have probiotics in it? They got all that shit. Because I need that. You need probiotics? Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll get into that and poop talk coming at up here in a minute. At diecutstickers.com. At diecutstickers.com. Um, we're going to make some new summer stickers. Uh, what we do is we come up with these great ideas for stickers. Diecutstickers.com makes it for us, and then they sit on the shelf over there. Yeah, they're good. So, <laughs> But it's the thought. We're going to do it. We're mm-hmm. going to do stuff. We're going to have stickers for stuff. <laughs> um, I don't want to start the show on a bad note, Todd, but... Uh, yet again, we've lost another legend, another incredibly beautiful human being, Scott Desiderio. Uh, I, were, I was a huge fan of Scott Desiderio's surfing growing up. Uh, most people who saw him surf were, and he he worked with us at Transworld Forever. Yeah, he started so homie. Like, Shred. He, Desi was yeah. everywhere. So it's yeah, it's, it's tragic. He was, I believe, his third. He had two successful battles against a very hard hitting cancer. Third one came out of nowhere, and you know what? It's fuck cancer. I don't understand why. That's why it's important to like to take care of yourself with, you know, like like I mean, like I'm just gonna say it, like products like New Greens and and stuff like that to actually keep your immune system topped up, yeah. dude. It's it's like you can't, when you get to be, when you kind of cross that 30s threshold and your body's like, you're not 20 anymore, like shit starts sliding. Yeah. So you've got to like, you got to fight back, dude. Fight back. That's it, all I got to say. It drives me insane. And I don't want to go too like deep into the government, but all these politicians doing everything they can to ban books uh, you know, band performances to, I mean, both sides, left and right. Nobody is promising anything having to do with fighting cancer. Chris, that's because having people permanently sick is very profitable. And I'm not going to go into that any further than that, but that it doesn't take a genius to realize the pharmaceutical business. I'm not, I'm not being conspiratorial this is just business 101 i believe you and i and i think that's just really sad but you know what we can talk about is emodium ad now chris came back from uh he was in salt lake this weekend at tony hawk's vert alert that went down i was Uh, i made a critical mistake in judgment chris ate at 
P.F. Chang's. Which, in defense of P.F. Chang's, has always been good to me. It's not healthy food. It's not. It's not even. Food com- it's not even comfort you're food. You're gonna feel good. It tastes good. It did. And right now, I'm mm. kind of. Uh, I'm. I'm still hanging on to the P.F. Chang's. That what did I you, ate first on of all, Friday. before I go into this talk, what what did you have? Orange chicken. You had orange chicken. Like what else? The, the, and rice. Yeah, orange chicken and rice. First of all, I asked for extra fortune cookies. Didn't get those. But that's whatever. Didn't get any soy sauce in my bag. And I, I thought, well, that sucks. And I opened the thing. I, I So we'll talk about vert alert, but this is kind of the most important thing of my weekend. Yeah, this is squirt alert. So exactly. <laughs> squirt alert 2023 Salt Lake City. So after the Legends demo on Friday night, it was about 8 o'clock, and I was... And I got back to my hotel room. I had a lot of energy. I just, I'm going to go skate around the block uh-huh. in Salt Lake City, which is a skatable, fun town to skate in. There are a lot of pebbles around on well, the sidewalks of, because, and stuff. Because of the like, snow and shit. Yeah, so it's one of those Anyways. towns. But So I started to get hungry, and the sad part about it is there's so many great options in Salt Lake City. That you but chose P.F. Chang's. The one that I saw, it just kind of <laughs> popped up. And I go, oh, P.F. Chang's. I'm going to get some orange chicken and rice. Eat it in my hotel room, brought it to my room, stripped down into my underpants. <laughs> and picture this. I'm in my bed in the hotel, scarfing on some orange chicken. From just PF orange chicken with juice no soy sauce all over you. On my chest. You just look like sick E.T. covered in orange chicken and juice. I was, yeah. And I looked at it and I go, this does not look great. Oh, wait. So there was warning signs. That was my first warning. It was a visual cue not to eat it, but I was hungry, and so What I was the visual cue? It was kind of like sticking together. Some of the pieces were different colored than other of the pieces, and first bite, the texture was a little off, and oh it's just like, okay, oh I just boy. need to eat five or six bites to, to be fill, full enough to go to sleep. <laughs> So fourth or fifth bite, I'm just like, there's something wrong here. Oh, my God. And probably about a half hour later, I developed a, like a felt like a baseball-sized lump in my stomach, low. And so it started like pressing against my, uh, my bladder. I and think- so I felt like I had to pee. I felt like I had, I had to have diarrhea, but I couldn't. Do either that kind of stuff? Okay, it doesn't work that fast though, Chris. Well, like food poisoning is like a solid six hours. Either way, I woke up the next day, which was the day of the actual broadcast and the finals, Mm -hmm. and I stayed in bed till eleven a.m. It was that gnarly. Yeah, and I had to set an alarm for eleven forty-five because I was supposed to be checking in, getting on headset. So it wasn't so much you were gonna like oops poops. It was like. Nothing's coming out. It's very uncomfortable. That sounds like you were dehydrated. Well, I was drinking tons of water. See, and and here and here and today I'm wearing white pants, which is not the kind of the color pants you want to wear when you're still it's kind of working like, through some gastro. It's kind of anal roulette and uh, anal roulette. Anal roulette. You know, look. We should have uh, buzz like. Buzzwords. When, when you say something, Todd, like anal roulette, if it like went on the screen and it was like anal, the word of the day, anal roulette. Well, look, we, I went through this. I had, I had. Uh, was your, oh, yours was Panda, Panda Express. I had Panda Express in the Denver airport, 
And about 10 minutes before we were going to land in San Diego, I thought I was going to have to take a shit right in my seat on the airplane. And yeah, I, I thought it was just, about you. It was just going to be that. one of those, like, I, I'm, I just have to shit my pants. I have no, there's no other way out of this. I thought I was going to shit my pants on live TV. Well, I've been there. Um, anyway. Anyway, uh, I'm glad you're here. You're still dealing with it a little bit. It's, it's, I think it's, the storm is passing um, it, through help of coffee, probiotics, uh, exercise. Uh, I did do a, a, a Twitter post. Charcoal, caught the attention. charcoal, you should always bring charcoal tablets with you. Well, I did a Twitter I think post. Someone just, someone just mentioned that in the chat here. Charcoal tablets will save your ass. I hope so. Literally and figuratively. They are fantastic for detoxing when you go to Mexico. I just take them every day in Mexico when I go there. Two charcoal tablets. Okay. And then I just... Well, now I, you tell me. Then I just drink the water right out of the spout. Now you the, tell me. Spout. Either way, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit better. You know, like the, the sweats have kind of left me. You know when you get that like sweaty feeling? You had sweaty shits? It's, it's just been not... It's just not been great. But we'll, we'll talk about the actual event now okay. that you right. know how to deal with let's, something. Let's, let's just drop right into skate news then because we're, we're talking about – so, Chris. Skate this news is, is brought to you by Beneath Peril, by the way. All right. Here we go. So, you got back uh, Vert Alert, which is a, this fantastic event that Tony Hawk came up with. Yes. Um, it's happened for three years in a row now. In Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Unreal. They take Tony's vert ramp from THI, Tony Hawk Incorporated, and they bring it out to Salt Lake. It's the best vert ramp in the world. Yep. And vert skating, I don't think it ever left, but it is now back in the public eye. Yes. And people are freaking ripping. Well, it was a free event. It was in the Delta Oh, you Center. don't say. It was free? It was free. It wasn't $30 to stand in a freaking asphalt parking lot in Ventura? What? I beg your pardon? Good. Keep going. Not... Um, it was free. <laughs> it was in the Delta Center. Last year it was in a bull ring, which was pretty cool, but this year it was even cooler because it looked like the floor of the basketball court was just like put up right. on walls. And it was it was packed. Uh, the crowd was amazing. It was like men, women, children, families, cats and dogs, everybody there just to watch rad skating. Uh, the particulars, um, history made. Arissa True from Australia, first female to ever land a 720. That's crazy. Uh, I think she's 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moto Shibata won both the vert contest I did, and I have, to, I have to interject here. Yes. So after um, Arissa True's 720, Lindsay uh, Pastrana yes. was like crying. And a lot of, like, there, I saw some, like, I was watching the event live and yes. in the chat, people were like, what the hell is Travis Pastrana's wife doing there? Right. First of all, Lindsay was the first woman to ever land a McTwist on a skateboard. In like, 2009? Sh- like, straight up. Like, I think people forget that Lindsay Hawkins uh, was like a pioneer. And a star of like Boom Boom Hot right. Cam and X it's Games and all those things. Recognize recognized yeah. before you ding dongs post shit about. Oh, I didn't know there was a chat happening. Oh, yeah. No, it was horrible. There was some really terrible usual yeah, chat the fun. Usual. But, in anyways. It was a very, it was actually a very emotional weekend. Tony, Tony, that was the first five. He said he landed a 540 a week before, but it was the first 540 he's like. One of the first ones he's landed since he came back from his in- yeah. insane femur surgery. So, yeah, that was kind of like uh, the rumor going around when the Legends demo happened, which was, again, insane. These dudes are 50-plus and still 
ripping. Lindsay was out there ripping with them. It was that was kind of like the feel good portion, right? Um, Tony Hawk starts doing tricks, and everyone's just stoked to see him skate. And the next thing you know, he starts throwing up a couple five forty attempts. Yep. And he freaking slammed so gnarly. Oh, he slammed doing one. He slammed really bad. See that it was like one of those like roll to fold like it's like like salami getting thrown on a countertop. I wonder like he, you got to figure like Tony Hawk's probably done like, thousands thousands of five hundreds or thousands of five on really sketchy shit on small yeah. shit all different varying sizes of transitions. Trenches. It's I. It's in his head now because he slammed and hurt himself. It's obviously that it's it's a brain block. And I think the coolest thing is he broke the brain. Yeah, block. yeah. He pulled it, and Paul Zitzer, the analyst next to me, and Lindsay, everyone's crying. Everyone, like a lot of people in the arena, are crying. Tony's crying. His wife's crying over here, and everyone on the deck. So it was it was like one of those things where. And meanwhile, your butthole is ready to let. No, loose this was that own. was before. Oh, okay. That was the night. I before. just wanted to somehow get that in. You wanted to get back to PF. Um, yeah. So that was that was super cool, and it set the tone for the weekend, which was, I mean, to me, the state of vert right now. Is is in such a great place because the danger element mm-hmm. is way higher than a street league or a, you know like a, a park event because basically every time someone drops in like something really bad can happen. Yeah, it's we not, saw that with Tate Carew. I wouldn't say that. I mean, like the, the the really bad part is like okay, well, it's it's skateboarding inherently dangerous. That's what makes it so appealing. But I think I think some of it goes to the fact that like. In a park series, there's a lot of people whipping around. Of course, incredible stuff happens that most people have access to cement skate parks, but right. when you set up a vert ramp, people are going to freaking go huge. You can make it be right in someone's face. Like The airs are gigantic. The, the tricks back-to-back, there's that subtlety of having to really, truly understand what it takes to whip around a corner into a trick is kind of out the window. So this is like in-your-face skateboarding yeah you know it's like that real visceral skate feel where it's like you know it's a spectacle right in front i of think you. i and i i really think that in person is way heavier just because of the sheer like speed height mm-hmm. and precision and also the daring element where these these men and women are doing tricks flip tricks with their board and Seemingly every time, by any means necessary, they're trying to put the board back under their feet. So there's no like bailing and running out of things. It's every trick they're trying, they're trying with everything they have to make the trick Mm -hmm. at risk of all kinds of bad stuff. Luckily, there was only one incident of, you know, injury. And that was Tate Carew, who was basically on his way to winning this contest. Yeah, he got blasted, right? He broke his collarbone Yeah, he got... It was right behind me. Luckily, I didn't see it, but I heard it, and that was bad enough. And Tate is already on the comeback path, so he will be back well, soon. Well, let's, let's talk about some of the crazy shit that went down. Some of the stuff. You go ahead and talk um, about what you saw, and I will talk. So the craziest stuff that I saw, I mean, Reese Nelson, who's 10 years old, Canadian skater, is like the next coming of Colin McKay and, 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 and every radical. She's like, and I heard this from multiple people. She's a mix of Colin McKay 
Danny Way, Mike Frazier, and she's doing the scariest, gnarliest tricks in in such a perfectly technical and proper way, and doing them a lot. Mm-hmm. She did a kickflip no slide over the over the eight foot gap, like second try easily. Just and and ten years old. I mean, this is a little kid who's doing the gnarliest when tricks. We, when we were with her last summer at the Jackalope Fest in Montreal, she was coloring like in between. The she's, sessions she was coloring. She still needs to sit in like a booster chair when she's driving. Shut the fuck up. She's got dolls. She's a little kid, but she gets on the vert ramp, and it is the gnarliest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's there is there is a business opportunity here to become like a daycare. Like pretty soon, within like the next five years, like half of the competitors in these major vert events are going to be like. 12 or, well, it's or 10 or 9. Yeah, on daycare, women, boom. The women's side of things, you had basically 10, 12, 13-year-olds that were dominant in the contest. The men's side, it was more 25 to 30-year-olds. But just watching Reese Nelson was It's crazy, right? Ridiculous. It's insane how she just, like the stuff that she does, and she's so aware of her foot placement and cause she's doing crazy tech yeah. tricks where she flips into stuff. And then Jimmy Wilkins, anytime he drops in, right, Jimmy Wilkins, gonna happen. what the flying F the dude, oop. he, you've been talking about this. I've been oop. talking about this alley-oop. So Jimmy Wilkins obviously is, has one of the best st- I consider one of the best styles in skateboard ever like, in any type ever. of skateboard. In, invert. And it's like Jimmy in one of his runs, did well he did like a eight foot high ollie 540 where he didn't slide around the last part of the rotation he landed all four wheels pointing in the direction he was going crazy no grab no grab and then one of his final runs he set up with probably like a six or seven foot high backside air and proceeded to alley-oop over the eight foot channel but took off three or four sheets to the, I guess it would be to the skater's left of it and cleared two or three sheets to the yeah, right of the like channel. 20 feet across. Eight foot high, 20 foot wide, alley-oop frontside ollie. Yeah. Like, blah. Like, if you, like, it's cool that you had all these people there and especially like a guy like Mike Crum. Okay, so Mike Crum, mm-hmm. Mike Crum did some commentary with you guys. Mike Crum, incredible skater from Dallas. One of the original like big- Big Ollie players. guy. So yeah. Mike was the Ollie slash Nolly guy on Vert for a while. And he did those signature tricks in the Legends demo. It's insane to see how Jimmy has taken the Ollie and turned it, like he just like flies around, dude. His, he just his like flies feet- around the ramp. It's like his feet are, are he's so light-footed yet so connected to his yeah. board. It's you know he, he it's not like he's gripping it just there's, there's a like, magical element. Yeah, it's there. like there's he's really stuck to it. He element. does like his setup, he would drop in, do a backside air and a, like he would go kickflip melon, but he would already he would kickflip melon so early that his feet would be on the board and he'd be traveling up with his feet back on the board already. It yeah. was just so finessey, flicky. Like all of this stuff was so finessey. I, I made then, a mistake. It was actually um, Eddie Domestoy that won. Moto got second, but Moto did win best trick. Right. So, so the results. So there's Jimmy. Backwards. Frenchie, Eddie Domestoy is incredible. Beast. The dude, he does frontside rodeo flips, like overhead high, which is He was one of the insane. guys. He was one of the skaters that would not be denied tricks. Like he was landing yeah. his tricks no matter what, near death and pulling it. 
Tom Shar didn't put together like many All actual hell. contest runs, but was definitely one of the best skaters there. Tom by is far. like the perfect combination of tech and power. Yes, like he is. He's like Danny at yeah. this point. Like, and he, I told him, I told him that you talk about him on the podcast every single week. And he appreciated that. Oh, yeah, you did. I did. I said, <laughs> I go, I don't, I go, you know, Tom, for the last like six months, we've been seeing what you're doing on Instagram and stuff. And your name comes up in our podcast every single week, just like out of the blue for, for just what you're doing on like social media or whatever. Well, but he's the, people I mean, are noticing that he's stepped it up. He's to the, a new he's level. the, your favorite skaters, favorite skater, like favorite vert skaters, There's favorite a lot. vert a skater. Of those out there. And he's, but he's definitely one. I mean, like his, he didn't land a lot of runs, but one of his runs, he set up with a, like a face high kickflip indie to fakie into a tail grab seven twenty into a bunch. He did like a, an alley, um, alley, ollie to back like fast back lip over the death gap as a setup into a tail a face high tail grab yeah. backside five forty. Like the the setup tricks that he does are insane. And I think that's, to me, that's the biggest difference. The tricks, there's, there's gnarlier tricks happening now, but also I think the difference is what people are doing into their tricks. An example of that would be Guy Curry. So usually <laughs> in, in the past five years since whatever, he's been doing 900s, like no problem, it would be set up, set up, 900. Now it's nose grind over the gap. Into a 900. Into a 900. So there's no more setups happening. It's just gnarly trick, gnarly trick. If you see someone do a frontside grind, almost it's almost rare. It's I, like they made a mistake and they need to correct. See, we're just like all of this stuff is is basically we're just talking about how. And I know Tony's Tony's long term with this with Vertiler and then getting it, you know, having it constantly be a showcase of the X Games. He wants it to be in the Olympics. Yeah. And I, I, it should be there because as far as like a vert ramp goes, you can drop and plop. You plop that thing anywhere and you can have a, a vert think, contest right under the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. I think all, Paris. Three, all three skate disciplines should be there. Yeah. Street, park, and vert. Totally. Because they're all different. They're all exciting in their own ways. But, I mean, vert definitely belongs there. And uh, all the, the skaters at Tony Hawk's vert alert – uh, qualified for X Games July 21st through 23rd in Ventura, mm-hmm. um, which we can't really talk crap on yet because we don't know how it's going to be. Yes, we right? can. Right? No, we can't. It might be different. I heard you, you told me that the X Games people were hyped on our podcast. Was that a lie? I just got like a smirk. <laughs> you got a smirk? And I, and I, and I, was, I, was, uh, I didn't want to say like, hey, you know, we've been a little hard on you guys. They but know. They, but know. look, we're just doing it out of love. Like any time that I... We want it to be great. We want... I want... I mean, I personally have been affected by X Games, right? Like Emotionally? X, emotionally and uh, financially and career-wise. Like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? In so it's past. like... In the past. So X Games has impacted my life in very positive ways. So when I talk shit about X Games on here and, and yeah. I don't... It's more like, look, you got to take the criticism. It's and, tough love. And you got to take it to heart because we're just trying to help it be better. If we, if we lose X Games, it's bad for everyone. It's bad yeah. for the industry. I it, think it's it is great. bad. I think it's great that X Games is coming back to California. It should be free. Ventura. It's got to be free. Well, I don't... Why can't it be free? If, if, I don't if know. we're the Utah Jazz play in 
in Utah, right? I'll tell you why. Why? Why was that? Because free? the Utah Sports Commission mm-hmm. is awesome and wants skateboarding and snowboarding and rock yeah. climbing and mountain biking and all the cool stuff happening in Utah. But here we are in California, it. the birth of the birthplace of arguably the birthplace of, of skateboarding, surf, skate and snow. What the hell, California? What's up, Newsom? Fuck you. Bring some Whoa. bring some money into you, you know political. <laughs> Well, whatever. No one likes Newsom. So the bottom line is, when you talk shit on X Games, it's coming. You're from, talking shit on me. It's coming from a loving place, and it's tough love, right. and you want it to be better. Well, let's, let's make give it them better. A chance. Let's make it better. Let's give them a chance. All right. Okay, what else we got? Um, oh, so just real quick, back to Vert Legends. Mike Crum is low key. Someone who changed Vert hey, look, look, forever. Hey, look, look, X Games doesn't tune into us, but the Dew Tour joins What's in. What's up, Dew Tour? What's up, Dew Tour? Hi, guys and girls. See? Um, yeah, we love Dew. That, uh, but I, I just wanted to address Mike Crumb's community resource hub that provides health and well-being in the Dallas area. It's called 4Down at the number 4, D-W-N underscore org. So not only is he a ripping, still ripping vertical skateboarder but also doing some good stuff for his community yeah it's in really Dallas. Right. so my crumbs of shit dude i th- i just think um if you if you didn't get a chance to tune in to vert alert you should check out the highlights and i wanted to actually say something so i started my month-long commentary bender in rio at a skate event mm-hmm. street two surf events and wrapped it up with a vert event vert is a challenging thing to commentate because it happens so fast. Well, if you, do, if you don't know what you're looking at. Well, no, it's more of the setting up the if run. You've ne- if you've never done it. I've done it a, a plenty. If you've never gone overhead I'm, high in I'm, a backside, I'm I can see how it would be difficult to commentate. You're just mad that you didn't get invited. <laughs> when you're talking about a skater, here goes, here goes Tom Shar. As you start to ask a question, inevitably they do something crazy. Right. And so it goes so fast is what I'm saying. And it's that's, fun. That's what she said. Yeah. And, and, and Tony Hawk. And multiple people, and not to harp on this, although you were very upset, visibly shook about the natural disaster trick. And consensus says that it's a trick name. Okay, and I get it's it. It's been a trick name. For I a long get time. it, but it's not a disaster. But, disa- but it's not you. a disaster. Well, I know, but that's not the point. You were, you were, you were mocking me for I, that trick I, name. I'm just telling and guess you. Guess who says it's a trick? Tony Hawk and Paul Zitzer. Okay, well, whatever. They can be right, but I'm also right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just, just so this you know. Is so funny. So last Monday, Todd and I did the podcast. We were. We were having fun arguments. We were having a good time. It was a great podcast. Five hours later, I'm at Lazy Acres. We're still texting each other about the podcast. And somebody comes up and they're like, great podcast. Like, that was a great episode today. I'm like, look, we're still arguing. We can't <laughs> stop. <laughs> so just so you guys all out we, there We know, take it home with we, us. We don't stop. So this could be a 24-hour podcast. Okay, what else we got? Uh, Nigel Houston won the... Championships. <laughs> there was another skate contest happening in oh, in Rome. Rome. My friend, Ka- my skate. friend Casey's been living in Rome. 
Yeah, World Skate happened. Uh, Nyjah won. Very hot there, I've heard. Kelvin Hofler got second, and Shirai Sora got third. So those are names we know. Here's the list of names of the women's street winners. And this is telling how fast things move in skating, especially street skating. All right. Liz Akama won. Chloe Covell got second. Oda Yumeka got third. I haven't heard. Chloe, well, Chloe, I've heard of Chloe, but Chloe's, I haven't, I haven't heard of her. She was in the mix names. at the last due tour, but yeah, it is it is happening fast. And it's and, wild. Um, yeah. Also, Battle of the Barracks is about to happen. Um, it's going to be going on in the next couple of days, featuring all stars: Chris Cole, Mark Suchu, uh, Louis Lopez, Chris Joslin, Mason Silva. Karen Caples, Braden Hoban, Andy Anderson, a lot of more, a lot of stars. I will, I will say that I've always loved Battle of the Barracks. I love the format. The presentation is great. Luckily, they've kind of pared it down, so it's not going to take eight months to run this battle. So I'm personally excited to see that. Are you excited to see yeah, it? Yeah, I always okay, end up good. watching Battle of the Barracks. Um, the Copenhagen, the CPH Open went off last week in Copenhagen. Skaters basically take over the whole city. Poppy, Poppy Star blew her head up. She had a blowout for sure. Um, I talked to uh, a couple of the guys who were there, and they just said that it is like a traveling circus, just madness the well, whole time. And it's it's how many years has this been a tradition? It's at least 20 years. A decade, years. yeah, at least a decade. But, I, you know, like Polaroid was there. My friend Dylan from uh, The Border was telling me about it, and so you got these big missions going, and as that mission's going there, you have like a shot and a couple other guys skating these rails. It's just like, for a skateboarder, it's got to be just heaven on earth. And Copenhagen's amazing. Um, you don't care about violence happening in San Diego during Go Skateboarding Day. I don't Fuck think that's yeah. a good look. Let's hear it. Um, well, there was a Go Skateboarding Day gone awry in San Diego. Ooh, do tell. Thousands of skateboarders skated in peace, togetherness. Some of them, however... Started some shit. Yeah? There was a big fight in front of the Fleet Space Center in Balboa Park. What was the fight about? Um, I don't know. It sounded bad, though. And then there was a video of a bunch of people identifying as skateboarders. We don't know if they're actual skateboarders or not, but they went into a 7-Eleven and started just grabbing stuff and ran off. Hmm. So Go Skateboarding Day now is tainted in San Diego. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, but we'll get it back. Let's 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 give skateboarders a, a better name next year. Go skateboarding day. Stay away from doing dumb shit. Cool stuff happening under the Eiffel Tower right now. Uh, it's Fashion Week in Paris, and so Vans set up a incredible see-through skate park under the Eiffel Tower. Did you it's ever? Cool. It's um, fashion. Did you? It's fashion. Did you ever skate the, the back pool. in the day the the, the reflection bowls. pool underneath the Eiffel Tower back in the day? No, I last time I went there, it's gone, right? Uh, no, they were still there. They were empty, but there was mad security and fencing around so them. So they're onto the they're onto the gig. I think they're onto it. Um, do you have any other skate news? Nope. All right. I well, do remember though that like I just want to talk about the Eiffel Tower skateboard. Zone. Did you ever ollie the hip under there? No, I've never skated. I've never skated under the Eiffel Tower, but I just remember seeing those. There was a not was as it Plan B. What was it? I remember Danny Way skating the reflection pool under the Eiffel Tower and like doing some crazy and Gons. Yeah, there's there's been Dude. some iconic images. I mean, what 
to have the Eiffel Tower like above you, and that's where the Olympics is going to be. Yeah, Paris. see, you could throw a vert ramp under the Eiffel Tower. I know. Have a bunch of pigeons shit on you. People probably air over the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, well, didn't didn't Adel Diani like bomb drop off the Eiffel Tower or some probably. ridiculous thing? That's the when you. To me, I think vert skaters are probably the most entertaining because they have stories on stories on stories, mm-hmm. and you could go to like any one of the skaters, especially kind of like the the legends, and ask them one little question, and you would get the best stories. Dude, when you hang out with the freaking Bones Brigade at the Panic and Coffee and Tea right up the street from us on like any given Tuesday morning, the stories that Cab and what are you showing me? Oh, I'm just, I'm 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 hearing your story now. I I remembered something. The uh, the stories that you hear from from Cab and and McGill and Staub. I got crazy. I got Staub's story about inventing the blunt. Was fakey. it a, It was a Staub story. Staub story. <laughs> yeah, it was a good Staub story. All right, go ahead. Um, when you commentate any event, surf, yep. skate, snow. Yep. What. What do you have as like a reference? Besides, if they usually give us paperwork mm-hmm. with the stats and the schedules and all that, but do you have additional stuff? Like, I just wanted to pull this out. So this is kind of a it's chicken scratch. It's definitely chicken scratch. But this is what I've been using for the last month through skate. I, and I write surf. I write things down on whatever piece of paper is there, but for the most part, I don't. You don't look at it. Well, I don't like in commentating snowboarding. Surfing might be different because there's a lot of downtime. You kind of have to like so you're just time. you're just filling the airwaves with your voice. Yeah, but for like snowboarding and the park skating and street skating that I've commentated, there's no time. Yeah, I just I feel like in even snowboarding's kind of in the middle for me because surf, you've got like 40 minutes with two people in the water, so you need a lot of information to kind of like work your way through that. Snowboarding, I feel like. Once you introduce the rider, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, here goes Sean White. And then the tricks happen. And then you have a little bit of time after that, yeah. a couple minutes to kind of break it down. Skate, you don't have any time to break anything down because in well, the even, jam format it goes so Yeah, fast. the jam for, I think, and I think that's awesome. The jam, like the, just like at Tony's, Tony's comp, like the jam format is the best format. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's so just, it's just boom, boom, boom. And like you were saying during that format too, just to, just as a nod to the skaters, like you could be fifth guy up, but you're up in a split second. Oh, if yeah. People bail first wall. Yeah. And they were skating for 40 minutes. They used to have first wall, radical. first wall rebates in the contest that I did. So you would try your hardest freaking trick on the first yeah. wall. And if you fell, you could just start over again. So you got second place at a mini ramp contest in Ventura. Yeah. We're back to Ventura now talking X Games. What was that event? That was for the ultimate border comp. Surf, skate, snow. Surf, skate, snow. is like, I don't know. It was like, I think Tosh Townen, myself. What kind of tricks Aaron were you Astorga. doing? I don't know, just my fucking mini ramp moves. You still got moves? You yeah. still got mini moves? I got mini ramp moves. Do you think a surf, skate, snow event would work? In 2023, fuck yeah, dude! It'd be the it'd be the most competitive it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty competitive back in what was it 2010? Whenever the last time we did it, it was like it was hard. Yeah, but there was like you know there was people. There's oftentimes there's people that can do two really well and you, then surf, yeah, and skate or skate and snowboard, right? But now there's a new crop of people. That can do all three so incredibly well at such a high level. I think I think this is there has never been a better time to do a skate, surf, snow 
and what contest? And what would you have? So obviously, surf and sn- you know park surf. You'd, you'd want to you do you do park. park right? You'd have to do park, and it would be more of like a flow. Would would a mini ramp thing work? Well, the reason that the mini ramp worked for us there was because first of all, it, we had to find. We did the snowboarding at Squaw Valley slash Palisades. We did this. The surfing was at C Street in Ventura. And so it's all going to be kind of like tight. Yeah. And then they built this crazy mini ramp that was kind of like, like a, there was like a corner. There was one corner, like a capsuled end. And a hip. And a hip. And it was kind of like bent, you know, mm-hmm. like boomerang shape. Yeah. It was, it was rad. Like Aaron. a red sand ramp? Sort of. No, only one, one side. side only one side was yeah. bold. And Astorga, freaking Aaron Astorga, rips, dude. Yeah. He goes fast. I don't know how to. I don't know how to corner. Well, if anybody Anyhow. wants to do a surf, skate, snow uh, event, we would love to help. Right for money. I mean, you got to pay us. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little bit. All right, anyway. moving on. Surf, Surf News is brought to you by Hanson Surfboards. Buy an umbrella, buy some sunscreen, buy yourself a thong. Yes, or two thongs. Uh, the Vivo Pro is happening right now in Sacramento, Brazil. It's not off to the best start wave-wise. It's been okay. The last two days have been dead flat. But the good news is they have till July 1st. So hopefully the waves cooperate. Don't forget um, everybody. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. And it, what? Everyone on the live feed, don't forget, if you have a question, oh, yeah. we're trying a new format, you can just ask questions. Now, make sure they're kind of like normal questions so we can answer them, not like, oh, let me see your balls. Which he'll Although do. Chris will fully show you my not balls. Not today. Not today. Anyways. I don't know what would happen. If you guys have questions that are off. pertinent to what we're doing, we're trying a new format. It's okay. Go ahead. So with the, in the post-cut landscape... Things move quickly. So after only one day of competition, the women are already into the quarterfinals. Caroline Marks is ripping along with Tyler Wright. Betty Lou Sakura Johnson is having her best year ever. She is uh, on to it in the quarters. Um, Felipe Toledo has won this event three times. Looks like he's off to a great start as well. And, and if the waves continue on the trajectory they're on, Felipe Toledo is very close to unbeatable in waves in the chest high and under range mm. don't you think yeah. do you play fantasy surfer i don't not that's not his fantasy i don't play fantasy anything so hopefully the waves get better um do i need to mention this uh what? yesterday last episode i went on a rant about beach grit wait we have a question yeah chris yeah. i read your latest 1900s piece in encinitas mag this morning great work i love it see that's not Who's a question that? i don't know that was a compliment thank that's you compliment. we're not we're not taking I compliments. Take compliments, by <laughs> the way. Patrick Thank Joseph, you so much. Uh, under slash 09. Is that a slash under under hinge? Thank you, Patrick. Okay. Um, we're trying not to. We're not taking compliments. We're only taking questions. I, I feel a little or bit, disses. I feel a little bit bad because I went off and I said that this guy JP Curry. I don't know if he existed, and I was just in the heat of passion because I've known this dude for a long time. He's a great journalist. He's a great writer. He's negative as fuck, but. He, he claiming, messaged me. Claiming like, someone doesn't claiming do someone do? doesn't exist is not is, cool. Is, is pretty heavy. Diss. It's not cool, and that's why I'm saying sorry. you don't even exist. Yeah, this that's is, a fake. That's a pretty heavy diss. I know. That's why I'm. That's why I felt bad. I, I did not feel bad about what I said about the beach grit message boards. But I think that's great. We do need beach grit in surfing to, you know, 
Yeah. Report from no, we have to, their point of view. Look, we have to have all uh, that. And I apologize to J.P. Curry, who's been at it for a long time. I do think that I like that sorry. is a quality diss to somebody. Be like, do you even exist? Like, to say that to someone's face, like if you're in an argument with somebody and you're just like, dude, do you even exist? Well, I looked for him on Instagram, but then out of nowhere, I get a message on Twitter like, bro, are you drunk or just trolling? And I was like, oh, my God, I know this person. So I apologize. It won't happen again. I yeah. won't say anybody Why? doesn't exist. Let's, let's make it happen again. People like it when you diss people. I know, because it's rare, huh? Yeah. I rarely diss anyone. Hey, Kai Lenny and Travis Rice traded off scaring the shit out of each other. That's on the screen. In Alaska. <laughs> I know. I was reading it off of there. But I watched that this weekend. I thought it was really, really cool. Um, Jody Nelson, a friend of ours that we've worked with for years, former professional. Wait, what do you, what do you, when you say I watched that, what are you watching? Uh, Life of Kai? Is that what it was on? Yes, but it was, okay. hit, it was the episode where... Travis took Kyle Lenny to Alaska. Kyle Lenny got caught in a, you know, a slough avalanche. But if you've never really been in an avalanche before, they will scare the living daylights out of you. Bit of a bit, bit of a uh, bit of a scare. And so he scared Travis on that day, but then returned the favor by towing Travis in. Something like that. But then they, you know, Kyle Lenny did a double backflip. Hey, we have questions. We have questions. We've got questions. We've got answers. Not even a diss. Um, Metal Mucker wants to know what's up with John John. Does he care anymore? Uh, That's a really good question because it kind of yes. it kind of seems like he's surfing nonchalant. I think he I think he cares, but I think that when the waves aren't great, he probably gets a little frustrated. Although he has the ability to make bad waves look so good. Ooh, but I'm the opposite. Think, yeah, I can make, make good waves, waves look, look really bad. Look bad. <laughs> um, I know John John cares, but I also think he's probably thinking about legacy and I don't I, I think that surfing a lot of contests really is emotionally and physically taxing. Mm-hmm. All the, the travel and stuff. That's what I, I would think and where he you know, like in El Salvador it was just really hot and I don't know, it makes everyone look a little bit like lazy because yeah. it's so hot. Yeah. But We'll see how he does. He's he had. I think he had the highest scores in Brazil so far. So that yeah. shows us he cares a little bit. What else we got? Um, so yeah, Brazil is potentially going to happen soon. Abu Dhabi is now the home of what is being called the biggest wave pool in the world. This is the uh, Slater WSL Surf Ranch Tech being. So here's how wave pools work. Let me tell you about this, the business behind it. So <laughs> Surf Ranch is a place. The KS Wave Co. is the tech. And so the tech, whether it's KS Wave Co., Endless Surf, um, Perfect Swell, Swell you know, yeah. like, so those are the tech. So what happens is people license the tech. They build their own pool and wave park or whatever, if it's part of a water park. And so his company in Abu Dhabi has licensed the tech for the surf ranch style train thing. And they're going to open the largest man-made wave pool in the world. Longest ride, highest waves, etc. cetera. Um, WSL did not, uh, or the WSL wasn't mentioned directly, but we're pretty sure that there's going to be WSL events in the I desert know. in Abu Dhabi. Your relationship with WSL prevents you from 
saying things. No, we went, we've been through this. I, what, do you, what, do you, what do you have I, negative I'm to re- say about I'm this? Nothing negative. I'm just like, do you think that, um, what is it that, what's the, what's the company? What's the company in um, golf? Dubai that it's like something X. Um, it's the ones that X like Dubai, I think X Dubai. Okay. So X yeah. Dubai, like, you know, Ken blocks, Jim Kana video was, it was all funded by them. Yeah. Is X do is WSL courting X Dubai to buy the whole thing? I um, think, shit, yes. I what do you guys think in the comments? Do you even give a rat's ass? Oh, but, to buy the WSL? I feel, and this is my own oh. theory is that this is all a precursor to X Dubai or someone in Dubai buying out the WSL. Interesting. I think that's what's happening. But there's only, you can only do one event in Dubai. Yeah, you can only do one event in Dubai, but you can buy the whole property. So that's what happened with Live Golf. Live Golf and the PGA. So so Live Golf, which I think is Saudi Arabian, Mm -hmm. they went and poached the top players from the PGA. Same thing is happening, dude. An insane amount of money. And then a couple months or a year later, came back and partnered with the PGA. It's going to so happen. I don't know. I feel like it, I yeah. feel like you don't invest that kind of money into action sports and not go in and like try to like yeah. have it. Well, I also feel like snowboarding. There's there's even talk of of them creating because there there's X a Dubai. kind of an X kind of. There's but we think that's the name of the corporation. I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Um, but it's so it's happened in every other sport, soccer and all that stuff. Um, I have no idea what the end goal is, but I, I, I personally think it's cool that wave pools are being built all over. They're happening in Europe and Brazil and everywhere. Hey, we have a more, comment. More, w- Willie's more World 69. <laughs> <laughs> he says that surfing isn't profitable. Why would they buy an asset that is losing money? Well, is it not profitable? I think that's. I think in the current uh, the current business model, the WSL is all that profitable. I, I have no idea. But there are not to say that people are not making a lot of money. A lot of people are watching surf events, and a lot of people are surfing. I think that that's. I think there are some people making a shitload of money. I think there's a lot of upside to it. I think that there's. We're just in the beginning phases of this wave pool thing, and if someone could come in and own that whole thing, a wave pool, a separate wave pool tour, maybe. I don't know. We have separate tours in skateboarding and snowboarding. Mm-hmm. We have a couple separate governing bodies in surfing. Why not a third? ISA, WSL. I mean, pretty wave soon. Pool pretty thing. soon, it's going to be like a, the full wave pool tour. I would. I wouldn't be bummed to watch a wave pool tour. All I know. All I know is I will be stoked to go to Dubai. You have you or been Abu to, Dhabi? I'm did you sorry. go? To, Abu Dhabi is a different place. Did you go to Wadi Wadi? I did go to Wadi Wadi. It's the hottest place on earth, right? Um, when I was there, it was actually normal. Okay, I think so, it was like eighty. So Wadi Wadi, for those who don't That's know, in Abu Dhabi. Okay, what is it? Explain to people. It's the wave pool that you may have seen in like the Globe video. Uh, it's basically about an hour and a half. Straight into the desert from Dubai City proper. It's a it, the, when I went there, there was nothing around there. It was like literally a mirage that came out of the desert, mm-hmm. and it was a blue, beautiful, now outdated wave pool. But at the time, at the was time, the best one. Yeah, it was like drop in, snap, pump, pump, air on the inside, like every time. 
Um, I was there with Chippa Wilson, Damien Hobgood, and a film crew for a TV commercial. It was wild. It was one of those things that I really, I talked myself into being a consultant on, and I go, wow. I can't believe they believed all that shit I just said. And you guys drove around like Lambos? And yeah. Stuff. No, no. We were just, it was normal other than that. But so to me, the bottom line is, yes, we will go to, we'll, we'll come to Abu Dhabi and we'll surf the pool and we'll do the podcast from the side, right? Sure. You're going to come? Yep. Okay. You're invited. Okay. As soon as some, and make a deal with me. If you get invited, I got to come. And it's the same thing. If I get invited, you're coming. You're not going to make that deal, are it's you? It's huge. It's huge. Um, speaking of wave pools, uh, Ben Gravy has cracked the code. Of what? He figured out how to make a free wave pool. Well, it's not free, but it's very inexpensive. All you need is a old four-wheel drive Toyota truck and a piece of plywood <laughs> Dude, this, and some duct tape. I saw that video, it's, and it's, I, it's, feel, it's incredible. I feel like it is the most hillbilly wave ever. It's so great, though, right? Yes. So they made until a plow get, until you truck. Get <laughs> splinters until the plow runs you over. I thought honestly, if you like, if you fall on the so it's a truck that's driving through water with a two a plywood on the front, yeah. pushing a wave. Yeah. And I feel like if you I'm not, fell, that's you're not gonna get run over. That's not my dream. That's ultimate in novelty wave creation. I guess that's. I mean, when he says he's, it's the dream. I don't know what. For that's the dream. like. That's not my dream. That's that's. For, he, that's a he nightmare lives for the dream. That's a ni- to being chased by a, a Toyota a Tacoma with a big piece of plywood on the front of it. Yeah, that's like the second coming of Christine. Yes. Yeah, it was radical. It was radical. Um, speaking of radical, last piece of surf news I have. Congratulations to uh, Dan and. Sherry for winning the dog surfing world championships <laughs> in Huntington Beach. And I'm happy to say the waves were small and friendly to the dogs because I've seen dog events in the past where the owners were sending their pups into mm. overhead shore break and they were Chris, getting. Has pounded. a dog ever been barreled? Yes. Really? Skylar the surf dog, Homer Heenard's dog, got barreled at Surf Ranch. Has been barreled. Barreled. You didn't see the footage. A dog. Okay, it's getting pathetic now. Like everyone's like dogs have been to the surf ranch, and I still haven't been to the surf ranch. <laughs> You've like, never what been the invited. Fuck? As, as soon as I see footage of someone's cat at the surf ranch, I'm gonna fucking <gasps> oh, snap. Let's get Todd to the surf ranch, everyone. Yeah, let's start a GoFundMe. Don't you have any like? Cool? Don't you have any rich friends? I don't. You don't have any rich friends. Yeah, MP Cunningham says. I'm, oh, I thought he said you broke. He said yo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you broke. Todd. Also, yes. <laughs> Anyway, MP Cunningham hi. saw him. Uh, when is the next season of Agua Donkeys? That's no. all we want to know, MP. When is next season of Agua Donkeys? There, uh, he's that that man is brilliant, and there's uh, I'm sure there's going to be some great stuff coming from MP Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him changing the other day on the side of the road. That's fucking good, weird, man. dude. MP looked good. What's up with uh, snowboard news? Let's talk about it. It's 90 degrees outside. <laughs> you know what? There was. So much snow on the mountains in Utah still. Yeah, I know. It is bright blue sky, 85 degrees, and a blanket of snow. All right. How does that happen? I thought snow melted in the sun. It's global warming, bro. Um, Snowboard got- News is brought to you by Bachan's Japanese barbecue sauce. What Try happened? the new miso glaze. Mmm, miso hungry. So we talked about the changing face of women's street skating, and now women's snowboarding seems to be doing a similar thing. Mia Brooks... 
16-year-old freestyle world champion. What does that mean to you? This was in Bukharini. But what? Buk- Bakaruni? Bakaruani? Riani. I don't even know. What is this? Wait, where is this? What is happening? Mia, you know who Mia Brooks is? Yeah. Where are you is getting? Is she a good snowboarder? Yes. Okay. I, I just copied and pasted this off something. Oh, my God. This is old. Are you sure? I think this is old, dude. How old? Like, really old. <laughs> Let's look. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, all Who's right. Who's Mia Brooks? Who is, like, what do you want, like a is bio? She, is she uh, the world champion right now? No, she's just like one of these young, up-and-coming, uh, ripping slope-style riders from Europe. She's super good. She beat um, Zoe. Sadowski Sinek. Yeah. This was a while ago, Chris. Is Every, it really? All these, all well, these... this is what happens when I try to do Look, it myself. I have snowboard news. What do you got? So I got a screener for the new Sean White five-part six-part, five-part documentary coming out on Max, which is previously known as HBO, previously known as HBO Max, previously known as what you would try to watch after yeah. midnight, but it'd be all scrambled in Sorry. your room when you were eight years old. I don't want to interrupt you, but my news was from February. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. What is going on in this podcast? I've tried. Okay, so you got, you uh, you got a screener for a Sean White documentary. Yes. And it's great? It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's really good. Um, it kind of talks about... well. What's it about it's besides him? It's about him. It's about Sean White. Okay, and I feel like, you know, look, I, I have a personal connection to his story. Yes, you were the, there. The whole time. Like, commentating, like, if you, when you watch this documentary, myself and Todd Harris and all the other people that, like, we've commentated his career, mm-hmm. like, since he was a little kid. And yes. It's, it's so wild to watch this and it um culminated in his last performance um how in, many olympics was he in so two he's since he started his olympics in 2006 so There's he one. won 2006 2010 he won two then in 2014 he sucked because it, the pipe was just shitty wasn't his fault wasn't his okay. wasn't That's his three. fault he just you know and then 2004 Wait, where were we? 14 then? Okay, the 2018 he won. Okay. And then 2022, he, I think he got top six. And retired. And retired. But yeah. it's like, it's been incredible. Like, you know, I don't really think it's going to mean. When is it? And this is on. It's what? on HBO Max or Max, whatever the hell we're calling it. It's just Max. So I, I ended up watching that, like sitting down and watching it this morning. And it's. Really, really good, dude. To like to be able to watch a journey like that. The directors did a really good job of stitching it all together and building drama. We have a question. I can see Eric that. Eric Burgess says, "Remember when he was like eight in old fall line videos?" Yes, yeah. I do. And then, then that footage is in there. There's a lot of really young when Sean was just like a bobblehead, like as, because the old school. So it goes way back. It goes way back. It goes all the way back to his, is his humble beginnings. Is it a series or a one? It's a series. It's a, okay. But I don't know how they're going to drop it on HBO, if they're going to drop it all at once. Well, it's like the Jordan Dock or 100 Foot Wave. Look, look up on your internet here when the HBO um, documentary on Sean White comes out, or Max. And we can give I always people. have to remember that Sean White is spelled S-H-A-U-N, right? Okay, go. When is it? When is it? Dock. On HBO, Sean White documentary is coming to HBO. Doesn't here? Click on it. 
Uh, this is via Snowboarder Magazine. Okay. Well, what does it say? What does it say? It doesn't say anything. Um, bunch of stuff. I, I, it's coming very soon. I believe it's coming bunch um, stuff the beginning of stuff. next month. That's by Mark Clavin. Yeah, so we know that, that we know that that whole thing hasn't been fact checked or is in focus. So, so it's happening. It's happening. I believe it drops uh, next month. If, if we are having the chance to watch the, um, you know, watch an advanced copy of it, do you have any errors in it? Then it's coming pretty soon. Do I have any errors in it? No. Yeah, there's no footage of you in it. No, but I have a lot of jabber jabbering in Talking. it. Talking myself, Todd Harris, uh, my former partner at the Olympics, Pat Parnell. There's just a lot, a lot of, of narration that kind of like, and I'm not toot my own horn here. It's kind of the narrative thread. You did thread. a good job, huh? It's narrative thread through I the bet whole you thing. D- I bet you did a good job. Yeah. You didn't even know you were doing a good job. Well, but it also talks about like the rise of Ayumu Hirano and some incredible footage of Ayumu uh, at the Olympics and also at the Dutour. It's just a really cool story. He, I mean, he. JJ Thomas has a lot of really good a, stuff. He's a in lot that. like a. Kelly Slater or a Tony Hawk in the way that he went through and thrived in multi generations of mm. writers, multiple sports too, which is, which is, I, I forget about that sometimes is how, you know, you were doing vertler. How and, gnarly he is. On Sean, I, he's, he's like the most motivated and driven human being ever. Like yeah. he just, I want to be the best. And then he goes out and he's the best. And then he just walks away. Now, whether or not you agree with that philosophy or agree with Sean White, it's, it, it's non-withstanding. The dude freaking rips. And judging by what is happening on his social media, he's really enjoying retirement. What's it? What's is he's he, just smiling on a there? lot, doing cool stuff. Really? Dressing very nice. You know, when babies have gas, they smile a lot. Do you ever notice that? You ever hear that? Uh-uh. I thought gas made babies cry. No, babies look like they're smiling. Like, and like, well, okay. Here's a question from from our homie Mikey. Mikey, he, he says, "Where do you rate Sean on the goat list of snowboarders? I, I, as far as competitive snowboarders, Sean is the goat. It's like he and Terrier, and I think that Sean is kind of like because he sh- can do both. He did both half pipe and slope style. Right? He did half and pipe and slope style and big air and dominated all of those." And yeah, I think Sean is the of competitive snowboarding. Sean White is the goat. So would you put him like all around top three all all time? around goat? He's he's in the top five probably of but of like all there's, time all around. There's people that have influenced trajectory of the sport that I would definitely put above him. Like there's there's as like, far well, as influence. When, yeah, like when I look at like people ask me who's in your top ten, like nine times out of ten. My top five or top ten is people that have come so far right. before this generation because they're the ones that that legitimately put a fork in the road. So like snobby, you're like snobby with your. Is top that 10. snobby? Is this snobby? <laughs> is that snobby? You pick guys that you know other people aren't going to pick because you know more than other people. Oh, so I'm like record store. You're a snob. I'm like record store uh, top five. Oh my guy. gosh! Side note: What I went into a record shop. In Salt Lake City, um, I want to say it was called Beehive. No, it was, so why is the heavy metal why shop? Is, no, I went there too. The heavy metal shop is amazing, but why does Salt Lake City always have? There, why is there beehives it's, on it's everything? Like a, it's the Beehive State. Okay. Well, I went to this record store there, and I walked in, and it was kind of like that. Oh, there's Mark Clavin just joined. Clavin, we're just, we're just, we're just talking, talking about, about your you. non-fact-checked, out-of-focus articles I, on I, Snowboard Mag. I cited your article as a reference. Right, hold on, we got questions coming in. Okay. 
Um, um, I'll find the record store. Okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> and I had a flex when Hopefully I Hopefully there's some old home video clips from the YMCA. I'm assuming you're meeting Encinitas. His parents were all Yes, there are. And this I is from worked. Danny DeCola. Yes, there's a lot of old footage from the very first Well, actually it's the second vert ramp at the YMCA in Encinitas. It's hey, very cool. I I had to um used to remove work there, right? Sean White's mom from in the park. Because <laughs> I was working on top of the ramp, and she was. What do you mean you're she to was, remove her? She's very. She's a sweetheart. Um, what did she, she do? She was a little kid. What did she do? She was just going on and on, like not yelling at him, but like saying, encouraging him, but like incessantly. And then I said, "You have to go to the other side of the fence because you don't have pads on." And she got mad, and. It worked out in the end, but that was uh, my claim. One of my claim to fame when I worked at the YMCA was you kicked Sean, White's Sean White's mom, White's out, mom of the, out, of the out of the park. That's amazing. I mean, but that was when he was like ten and ripping the big blue vert ramp. No, this is before the big blue vert ramp. Diabolical record. No, big blue vert ramp came after. He, came before it, big blue vert ramp came before the vert ramp with the big birdhouse logo on it. Well, he was riding the big blue vert ramp. The big blue vert yeah. ramp was the one that had the bold core. It had the bowl and the hip. Right. But yeah. that was before the bowl was behind the... You know what I'm talking this about? This was when it was in the front parking lot. Yeah. And the, it was a giant wooden skate park. That was a yeah. fun YMCA. That was a really good YMCA. I went to Diabolical Records in, in Utah, and I had a record in mind. So I kind of went in with the, there was an initial vibe. Like a weird Steely Dan. No, I I went up straight to the counter. I'm like, do you have the fucking champs reissue of fucking champs part three? And the guy was like, yeah, what's up? Like he knew that I I like impressed him with that flex early on. And then I opened up the whole kind of like world and, and then cool you, all me. you did was start talking about steely dan and the guy and I, the guy I just bought three records he just pointed to the door i bought three records diabolical sir records. i need you to leave my record store immediately i bought stuff at the heavy metal shop i bought stuff at diabolical records. what'd you get at the heavy metal shop rocco tacos oh i got a shirt long sleeve shirt heavy metal shop yeah sick place is sick um do you have any other snow news um uh, not that i want to talk about not that you want to talk about no nope. do i want to hear about it though We'll talk about it later. I already told you about it. Um, all right. Well, where can we snowboard right now? Snow. Mount Hood. Go, go, go to Mount Hood. You can still. I think. I believe that um, Alpine Meadows is still open for snowboarding on the weekends. Wow. What about Mammoth and all that? Mammoth is definitely still open. I heard that there's. So you tell me. So like places like Mammoth and Colorado that got all that snow, and it's it's still. Like on the roofs of houses and around the towns. Yeah. So has that snow now formed into just solid ice? Like well, what happens to snow when it's around about, for that long? I had heard that there there is actually. Um, well, you know what a glacier is, right? I know. It's I've seen the glacier. It's basically just yeah. snow that Turns never me- doesn't melt, okay. and years and years of, of pileup creates a bigger and bigger glacier. Right. There's talk now that mammoth could potentially have the beginnings of a glacier. So we need more glaciers. We need a lot of glaciers. All right. The only reason, the only way you can get rid of uh, snow is by uh, fire. Um, <laughs> that's what I heard. Really? Cool. Let's uh, go. We got Nerd News brought to you by At Ration Ale, the world's best non-alcoholic craft beer. Uh, 
Todd, have you heard the Pine Grove? Sh- have you done the Pine Grove Shuffle? Have you heard about the Pine Grove Shuffle? No. What is the Pine Grove Shuffle? Okay. Do, the Pine what, Grove. Is this shuffle. like a TikTok thing? This is uh, a. What is this? Do people know? It's about actually this? a really good song. Uh, okay, we're gonna we're about to hear the Pine Grove Shuffle. Has anyone heard about the Pine Grove Shuffle? Everyone's doing it. I don't. What are you doing? Oh, that thing! All right, let me stop. turn turn this off. I don't. Why? Just stop. It's a good song. Is that a song? It just sounds like it. Sounds kind of like that song. Emo. All right, turn down. So that's the Pine Grove Shuffle. Obviously, Todd is not on top of what's happening right now in, I, I've in the never, culture. I've never... In the culture. I've never tried to be. The Boys Season 4 is coming. Fuck yes. Do we have a date yet? I did not copy and paste the uh, date. But, but th- did, they bre- did they break the street date? I don't know. Do we have a street date for the Boys Season okay, 4? Okay. Do you want me to look that up now? Jeez. I don't. I don't believe. This is why we need. We need. So every, every real podcast has a, a person sitting over there, and we go... What's the street date of the Gary, boys? What's the street Wait, date? Look over there. What's the street the date of the boys? Season four. If anyone, if anyone knows, uh, at the end of 2023 or early 2024. That's not a street date. But the uh, the actor that plays um, what's his face his dad. You mean the the guy from? Uh, he was in Shaun Star- of the Dead. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead, dude. What about him? He says that this this season is. Unhinged and out of control. How is that and it different? Gets how is that different than a giant penis coming in the, and strangling said, someone through a window? He said, or a man to get even flying crazier. into someone's wiener and then exploding, uh, exploding him him. from the inside. Look, I don't know. if you've never seen the boys and you're uh, you can't be squeamish, you can't go into this watching it it's with your significant other <laughs> and and being like, "Honey, this is it's a cool superhero show. You're gonna she love it." She will punch you in the throat. Some, if she's not some ready. Some women like it, though. Some women like it. Um, Chris, here's another bit of nerd news. So last night at the Hollywood Bowl, yeah, um, there was this uh, orchestra okay. that played songs from classic video games. Okay, we're talking like, like uh, you know, like Zelda, right? Right, like freaking I don't know Mario. Okay, and then Jack Black came out and sang a song. From the new Mario Brothers movie. Did you see the Mario Brothers movie? Did you no, take I your did kids not. to see it? He did this rendition of this song uh, called Peaches. Millions of peaches. No, no, no. Peaches this this free. this one is funnier. This one is funnier. It's just you got you're not even I'm not even I can't even play off you with this one. Like I get my peaches down in Georgia? Nope. This is peaches, peaches, peaches. But you were really there. good. Jack Black is is really funny. I think Jack Black is fucking hilarious. That's nerdy. What else um, we got for nerd news? Or do we have? Are we on to questions now? Uh, I watched a series called The Age of Tanks. That's a history thing that was really good. Well, I know um, a lot about tanks now. Do you want to talk about the submarine? I think you maybe should uh, issue an apology. To who? To everyone. Why? Because you were making jokes about I made, the submarine. What did I say about the submarine? Do you remember? Something that at the time was kind of funny i don't remember I bad laughing what did it. i say about the submarine it was before we knew that they imploded okay. you said you what? said some things what did i say 
Well, I don't remember. I don't listen to this show. <laughs> I don't like this show. I don't listen to it. So apparently I have to issue an apology. Go for, ahead. For Make s- it official, though. I mean it. Ladies and gentlemen, apparently we can't remember what I said, but I said something that may or may not have been offensive. Can you do it without a smirk on your face? You can't even see the smirk. It's behind the microphone. I see the smirk. Apparently I said something offensive about a submarine that went down to see the Titanic. And? I'm sorry. Thank you. I don't remember. I, I, the tone. I don't like the tone, though, of the apology. You don't have to apologize to me because I was there, too. I'm sorry. I don't One rem- more time. I'm sorry. Nah. I don't know what happened. I don't even know what I said. Well, they imploded. So You imploded. But I heard. Now, I might want to back this up next week. Somebody, there's already conspiracy theories out that this was a f- fake death situation with a millionaire. What? Alexa, play air supply. Don't. What happened? I'm not, let's not even go down. What is the conspiracy theory? You can't just unhinge that box and not say. No, I heard something. What is it? Somebody was saying, well, they're questioning it. What are they questioning? That the, the billionaire was in the thing. He wasn't in the thing? I don't know. Do your own research. I didn't research at all. I just heard this. So, I don't know. Okay. I didn't know. We got questions, though. Okay, let's, ha- let's take some questions. Hana Lee. What's up, Hana Lee? You're the best. One of our favorite listeners, friends. Uh, what do most action sports athletes think about the term adrenaline junkie being applied to them? Adrenaline mm. junkie. I think it's a 90s term. Well, what, have we ever seen anyone that's like adrenaline strung out is really like, is there an adrenaline skid like row? I need to jump off. Yeah. Something. Like someone who can't get enough, uh, base jumping or slack lining. I don't think is any, like they're anyone... strung out on like the streets of Encinitas. Like I just, yeah. like I, I need to get some more of that adrenaline 12 stair rail. Yeah. I, I think that Hanali, I think that, uh, I don't think any action sports athlete would, uh, if you said to them directly in a serious way, are you an adrenaline junkie? Adrenochrome I don't junkie? I don't know if they would agree. Junkie? I wouldn't be. If somebody called me an adrenaline junkie, I'll probably laugh and go. I, if someone said to you back in your day when you were a heavy partier, right? That was an alcohol junkie. Okay. <laughs> if someone said to you, yeah. hey, Chris, you want to try some of this adrenochrome? I would be like, hell yes. See? What do I do? Snort it? Yeah. Smoke it? Right. Put drop it in my eyeball. But, Let's go. Butt drugs. John Veter says, Chris Todd, are you coming up to Red Bull's Mind the Gap contest in Squamish on July fifteenth? No, but I would if I was invited. I'm sure you would too. Yeah. I'll go to any Red Bull event. Red Bull's awesome. Red Bull does. They fun, treat us, they, they treat you they well. Do fun things. Uh, no, but we're looking forward to your report on that, John. Uh, Jason Berg. Jason Berg says. You guys both hype dark arts boards a lot, and I'm definitely carbon fiber curious. But do you worry about black surfboards? Um, yes. What the black surfboard black wetsuit combo makes you look like two seals. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think the big shiny white bottom of my board is the only thing keeping me from being mistaken for shark I lunch. I believe you're onto something. But I also think that if you're a shark looking up, a seal on the bottom is more light. Than the seal is on the back. Now, see, you're giving the sharks too much credit. Sharks see color. Sharks yum yum yellow. Sharks ever heard of it? Sharks don't see color. Yeah, they do. Yum yum yellow. That's why they call it yum yum yellow. They do. Yes. 
Um, I believe the children are, I believe that when we have a black, the children are our future. <laughs> yeah. I was okay. going to say that. Um, when I go surfing in Cape Cod, where, okay. where my mom lives, it's a wonderful place to go surfing. There are a lot of sharks. Yes. I've told you before that my philosophy is that I only surf at low tide because the sharks are so big. I figure they don't fit on the sandbars <laughs> they, and they can't come from underneath. Okay. Because do you know what science says about that? Sharks spend most of their lives in six feet of water. Yeah, but they can't. Okay, look, an eighteen, <laughs> yeah, an eighteen can. foot shark can't blast you. It can't like come straight up under well, you the when the water not is eighteen feet high. It's gonna come at you like this. Yeah, but I'm saying you'll see it coming. Well, I want because that, that music, feel like the music that. starts playing. I'm glad you feel that way. You know what I mean? As long as you believe it. It's true. Because isn't that true? Like you hear that music, like, dun, dun, dun. like I, anytime a shark is going to attack, <laughs> that music starts to play. You know what? I will say if I'm sitting out the back at a, by myself at a place known for sharks, Seaside Reef comes to mind and I'm in, and I visualize what it looks like and it, it looks exactly like a seal. Yeah. Because the way that you lay on your board with both your arms out and your legs out. Starfished. I think that, but if you paint two big googly eyes in the bottom of your surfboard, then you go from prey to to predator. What about the theory that those like black and white stripes throw sharks off? Sea snakes. Oh, duh. But what 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 are sharks' natural enemies? The killer whale. So you paint your board like a killer whale. Dude, ever since we started talking about killer whales, Dude, they're, they're, are they're, even they are, there was a guy that was attacked on Encinitas Boulevard by a killer whale last night. And you know what? They're, they're moving inland. And I, for one, I'm all about nature fighting back. Like, do it. What if it becomes us against killer whales for the dominant wow. species on Humans, Earth? You know, you know what? We have bombs and machine guns. So well, killer whales. They don't have, they don't have nothing. How like do you that. know? They don't have guns. Old Nerdy Bastard wants to know, how do you guys feel about circus tricks and surfing? And he posted a video of Zoltan doing a dark slide. I love them. I love circus tricks in any sport. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, we love them. I'm, Old Nerdy Bastard. I am a circus trick. And I love Zoltan Torcos. Uh, Liam, Locon7 says, How come there's not more musicians slash... Action sports athlete. I mean, magician slash action sports athlete. There's only There's one plenty that of I musicians. Know of. There needs to be Zoltan. more magicians. Well, get on that. Mind freak. Is it me? This is from Liam Locon Seven. Is it me, or has snowboarding been booming since the pandemic? How would you guys compare the popularity and trajectory of snowboarding right now compared to the '90s of 2000 and 2000s? I think wasn't snowboarding like the only. Uh, legal sport during the pandemic? No, because the, the skiers are closed. Oh, well, then why is it so I, popular? I feel like I feel like Sean White. Sean White. Sean White. I feel like snowboarding is popping off. Um, there's a lot of people doing it. However, the cost of snowboarding is very prohibitive to right. the normal human being to go and do it. Okay, I think that it should be cheaper. I think so too, but it doesn't seem to be dissuading anyone from going snowboarding because any time that I've seen snowboarding in the last three years has well, that's been the, so crowded. Obviously, that's because of all the mammoth and icon pa- stickers on the back of people's cars. I know. That's the problem. That stickers' fault. It's a freaking okay. icon sticker. Dallotelli from Italy says, so, oh, Chris, you're, you're about to you announce, you're about to 
say his, so his voice in his accent, weren't Todd, you? Todd, so wait, Chris, you make me laugh. So does Todd. But I have a question for Chris pertaining to Todd to keep the snow talk alive. Todd, and then we go back to Todd. Todd, what is the best trick on a snowboard you've seen Chris do? Oh, oh best trick I've seen Chris. <laughs> Chris the airbag. No, Chris is a solid. He's got. He, he has a solid snowboard game. No, There's, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Chris, why am I talking about you? Like, like in, I'm breaking the fourth wall here. <laughs> Chris is a good snowboarder. He's. Oh, he can get down the hill. Chris slashes the living shit out of the res- um, resort. And Chris, with or without Todd, what is the snow stunt you've done that you're most stoked on? Keep the really good ad blocks going, and just focus on doing a podcast every week, guys. Um, well, I will say, I will say the best thing I've ever seen Todd do in person on a no, snowboard. He's talking about you. Oh, what's the best thing you've ever done in private? Make it to the bottom of the hill more than three times in one day. Remember that one time your bindings worked? Remember when I I went to hit the airbag in Copper Mountain and I I didn't even it was a, a gap <laughs> of a one foot this it was a one foot gap and I barely cleared it. I saw Todd do a, a nose bonk over like a cement ball that was really sick. But then I saw Todd's footage from, what was Peace Park? And Todd was going off. So Todd's still really good. And it's not even low-key. Everybody knows it. Um, That might be my last question. Is that the last question? Yeah. Um, Does anyone have any questions on this live before I shut this thing down? Scrub the live. All right. Uh, Eric Burgess says, with regards to skateboarding, snowboarding, and surfing, is the word kook still relevant in 2023? 100%. That is a great question. It's even more relevant now because people use it both ways. Like, ha, I know, I'm a kook. What can I say? I feel and like also, it's, it's, been, it's been desensitized. Kook, kook is desensitized now. Okay. Um, all right, so that's our show. Before we go, I'm going to say a big shout out to Leah Block, who summited Pike's Peak in the Hoonapig Huna uh, yesterday. Um, for her dad, it's, it was a really kind of an emotional thing to see, uh, the, the Porsche Hunapig, um, rip up Pike's Peak. And I think that it's awesome. Carrying the family legacy on. Carrying the family legacy is so good. So congrats to Leah. Um, and yeah, the whole block clan, Lucy also, um, summited Pike's Peak in her light, her light vehicle. One of the most ripping moms to ever do it. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yes. So shout out that. to you guys. Um, that was our podcast this week, and we will see you next week. And uh, yeah. let's get. We're on schedule. We're on schedule. Chris is. Chris is gonna. He's gonna have a poop. He's gonna poop. That's right.